Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by Cardiac, a Canadian DJ and producer based out of Ontario, who's gained a ton of notoriety both locally and abroad with his high-energy trance tracks. Cardiac and I get into some really interesting conversations today about how to measure success in this industry, knowing when to pivot your sound and try something new, and the importance of further education. Cardiac's story is one that I know a lot of people will relate to, and I'm so excited to share his story with you guys in today's episode, so let's get into it. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, you guys. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's podcast. I am super excited about this interview. You guys, I get fired up after doing these interviews. Let me just tell you, it has been the most amazing experience meeting new people in this industry and hearing their stories. And everybody is so unique and different and we get into these really deep topics. And today is definitely one of those interviews, you guys. If you're an aspiring artist or producer or you just love EDM, Cardiac is going to be one of those people you want to hear from. We really talk about the industry today and what it's like being an artist and how do you measure success in this industry And how do you adapt and grow, especially given the state of the world right now? I know a lot of people have had to pivot, change courses, whether it be your career, education, relationships, where you're living. We've all had to to deal with stuff like that. So I think this episode is really going to relate to a lot of people, but that's just a quick little teaser of what is to come. First and foremost, I hope you all are doing really well. Again, thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you are new here, welcome to Rave Culture Cast. I hope you stick around and check out some of our older episodes. I can't believe it's already the end of August. How did we get here? I know I say that every month, but literally how did we get here? I feel like it's just been jam-packed. I don't know about you guys in your lives, but just to give you some insights, I am going to be moving soon. I am just about to buy my first home, which is very, very exciting. I feel like this has been such a long process. We started this at the very, very beginning of June, and it's finally here. We're finally closing on the house. So September is definitely going to be a transitional month for me. I'm going to be slowly moving things over to the home. We'll have a whole new setup for the podcast. I have many plans As for my home office and like filming corner and I'm really, really excited. So you guys who watch on YouTube will be seeing a new setup at some point in the next few weeks. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, We also have the first Rave Culture Cast merch line dropping very, very soon. It's going to be sometime in September. I'm pretty much almost there. I just have to tie up a few loose ends. But if you guys listen to last week's episode or if you go check out my YouTube channel under Emma Capotis, you will have seen a little tease of one of the t-shirts that's coming out. And I've posted things on Instagram and stuff like that. So if you guys aren't already following us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis, you guys will see some teasers. I posted the dad hat and the beanie that are in the collection and gave a little hint as to what those are going to look like. And they're absolutely amazing. I was I almost cried when those came in the mail. So definitely stay tuned, uh, which leads me to my next point. Join our Facebook group. If you guys are looking to connect with other ravers and EDM fans, Definitely join the Rave Culture Cast community group. There will be a link in the description. 
everybody in the Facebook group honestly gets like a heads up on things. I mean, you guys are the real ones. So if you join that group, you guys will probably get a link and first access to the merch line when that drops. And again, we're having tons of conversations over there and fun things. And we're going to be planning a second family Zoom call, you guys. So once my move is over and I'm all settled, we'll be doing round two of that, which is really exciting because then we get to meet and chat face to face, which is what I what I love doing with all of you guys. So that will be coming up as well. Alrighty, I actually wanted to run a quick little giveaway. I've never done a giveaway on the podcast. I don't think so, at least. I've done it on my Instagram page. But we are doing a giveaway. So if you guys listen on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called, I think it's Apple Podcasts now, if you guys write a review from the day this episode drops, which is still in August, for the next two weeks, go and write a review can write whatever you want. I'm going to be reading through all of those things that you guys submit. Um, So leave a review and then I'm going to be picking one, maybe two random winners. I'm going to take all the entries and put them in a random name generator and two, one or two of those winners is going to win whatever they want from the Rave Culture cast collection. So you guys will be able to pick any item that you want and I will send that to you guys free of charge just to say a huge thank you for supporting this podcast, for supporting me, and for writing those reviews. Um, Those help tremendously with people discovering the podcast. Same thing goes for Instagram stories. If you guys screenshot this and share it, that is a huge help. Again, tag at RaveCultureCast and Emma Capotis in that and subscribe to my YouTube channel. All of those things help a ton. But anyway, you have two weeks for the giveaway. All you have to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts about the podcast, and I will pick We'll do two. I'll pick two random winners. Um, And so entries will end on, let me see, this is coming out August 26th. So it'll end on September 9th, that Wednesday. So get your reviews in, you guys. Get creative. Have fun with it. I'm excited to read all those. That's going to be a good time. Okay, let's get into our listener of the week, and then we'll just get rolling into this interview. So at the top of every episode, you guys, I always like to shout out one of our listeners, This is completely based upon your nominations. So send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com with your nominations. Write a quick little paragraph. Who are you nominating? Why are you nominating them? Um, It can be anybody who's impacted your life or done something great for this community. Just somebody wonderful all around. And this one this week is special. I was just reading through it. So it says, hey, Emma, I would like to nominate Cami Shahan at curly.cami for listener of the week. I met her through the Rave Culture Cast community Facebook group. Yay! (laughs) And we've become fast friends. That makes me so happy. Okay. Her energy, positivity, and huge heart has been the light in my life that I needed so badly. She is the biggest hype woman, always has a listening ear for me, and even adopted me into her Rave fam for EDC 2021. And we've already been talking about other festivals that we would want to go together next year. I never knew what kind of friend I was missing in my life until I met Cammie. I feel like we've known each other so much longer than we have. Love you, girl, and can't wait to rage and cry to Armin Van Buren together one day. And to Emma, I hope you understand how grateful I am for the community you've created. It's the best thing in my life. Thank you for everything you do. Best Katie Hahn at Waits, Plates, and Rave Dates. Oh, my God. Two of my favorite subscribers. You are seriously the best, both of you. Okay, I actually didn't know this was coming ahead of time. I just read through this right now, but... I have to echo everything Katie said. First of all, Katie is wonderful and is super supportive. And I always notice her name on Instagram and in my DMs. And like I see you guys and I, again, cannot 
express how thankful I am for you and for this community. So to know that you guys are meeting each other and finding rave fams and like going to go to events together, like that is the actual best thing in the entire world. Like that is literally why I'm doing this because I love this community so much and I wanted to bring more people into the community. So shout out Cami, who is our listener of the week. Cami seriously is so incredible. She's amazing. She's a part of Lunchbox fam as well. And you guys, I again, you never stop amazing me. You're all such wonderful, thoughtful, caring people. So positive, so happy and friendly. Like it really is amazing. So I'm so happy you guys met each other through the Facebook group. That is amazing. I cannot wait to hear your festival stories one day. And I hope I get to meet both of you at the meetup next year um, because I'm definitely going to be trying to go to EDC. So Anyway, that was very long-winded, but I had to shout these two women out. So thank you for writing in Katie, and thank you for nominating Cami at curly.cami. All right, you guys, let's just get right into the introduction to Cardiac before we jump into the interview here. Again, as I mentioned, he is from Canada. He is an up-and-coming artist and producer. You guys, seriously, definitely check him out on Spotify. His name is spelled K-H-A-R-D-I-A-C. And his at on Instagram is at cardiac underscore. Okay, so like I mentioned, he started out as a side trance DJ. Some of his tracks are incredible. Check out High Psy, Here We Are, and See Your Color. All amazing. I haven't had a side trance DJ on yet. I know I'm like just getting into artist interviews, but it's so exciting because I love all EDM and side trance is one of those genres that is so much fun to see live like there's just something about it so trans fam I hope you're very excited that I have a (laughs) trans artist on today we're going to talk a little bit about that in the beginning but like I said cardiac I actually saw him live at ever after in 2019 Um, he was on main stage he was one of the opening artists and again ever after is more of like a bass dubstep festival so it kind of was an interesting mix but he played a little bit of everything that set he kind of came out there and threw some bass in there and I think he surprised a lot of people so we're going to talk about that today like I said we get into some really interesting conversations just about you know success like success in Canada versus success in Europe versus trying to crack into North America and you know genres are favored in different areas so what might be really big in Europe might not be big here yet and what's getting big in North America might not resonate with people in Canada. So we talk a little bit about the difference of crowds and how to kind of get into the industry and find success and what does that really mean? And we also just talk about, you know, how the pandemic has really affected things, especially for artists. And we talk a little bit about education. Cardiac has um, been going back to school to work on producing. So that was really cool to talk about as well. So he is an extremely interesting person. I think you guys are really going to love this conversation. Please go show him some love and support. Follow him on Spotify. And again, follow him on Instagram at cardiac underscore. All my people listening in North America, stream his songs, check him out, show him some love, go drop him a heart on his latest Instagram post and tell him that Rave Culture Cast sent you. And without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling here. Guys, welcome to the podcast, Cardiac. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I I actually was going back through and I realized I've seen you live before at Ever After, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I saw your video. That's really oh, cool. Did? Yeah. Oh, no way. That's so cool. I know. I was like, this is a full circle uh, moment for me. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, I saw the video. I loved it. You're the only one that caught me jumping off of the 
uh, off of the stage, like into the back. That was my first time ever doing that. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. That, that was my was first, um, my first like press pass ever at oh. a festival. So ever after kind of like holds a special place in my heart for that moment. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, just to get started, I would love it if you could, I did an intro to you before this, but if yeah. you could quickly just introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do, yeah. and then um, maybe like what your first introduction to dance music was. Yeah. So my name is Cardiac. I am from Canada. Uh, originally from Dubai, but I am a Canadian citizen. So I've lived here for the past 13 years. I love trance music. That was my introduction to EDM, electronic dance music, um, okay. all types of trance. Uh, I've never really been into side trance when I first started with EDM. I was mm -hmm. more like progressive, big room, like Armin van Buren, old Tiesto. Yep. Uh, right. Tiesto is the one who got me into the, the whole scene. Um, okay with the first album it's it was it was crazy and then uh yeah and then I pretty much went to architecture school um mm. because my both my parents one is a doctor one is a designer so okay I had to do something like yeah. schooling wise and I never really like understood that you can go to school for music so it's always been just uh like a talent that I just loved since I was a kid mm -hmm. and, and wanted to do something with it, but I wasn't really sure how, how to approach it or how to become a musician. Okay. So the whole DJing scene was awesome when it started for me. It was, it was great. It was very hard to get into it, but um, mm -hmm. I did and I became a promoter and that was uh, my way of kind of picking myself up. I think every DJ did the same. Everybody say, just wanted to do that. There's a happening here, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the easiest way because like... Right, right, right before the pandemic you know how it is like promoters don't really well like festival owners and everybody else that they're doing it for the love of music yes but at the same mm -hmm. time they're doing it for a living just like everybody else right, right? so yeah. for a regular dj to just nobody knows who he is comes up and says hey i'm really sick get me in like mm -hmm. there's yeah, millions and billions other people who are like the same okay. level as you so you need to offer something good which which I always understood and respected the whole like promoting and entertainment business uh, mm -hmm. aspect of it right so that's how I started I started doing that and while working on music and yeah. I met coming soon who I have a collaboration with yep. who's a, who's very big in the side trans scene who now is called alert I don't know if you're familiar with alert oh no I don't um, think he's okay. in yeah he's a new artist now he has like um he he's doing more like the new age bass music ish, mm -hmm. very cool style that he's doing. Okay. Um, he has a collaboration with Kezo and Gasly. Like he's he's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Up and coming artist now. So, um, he's the one that honestly like took me in and helped me out and gave me my first chance. And he said, "Hey, like you're a good producer. Let's do some some stuff together, and maybe I'll open a door for you." Okay. And that's how I that's how I'm here. <laughs> I just I got there and. Psytrance honestly did really well for me. Sure. Um, in Europe, um, it's, it's just very weak in North America. Mm -hmm. It's a right, very right. niche market, just like how bass used to be. Um, yeah. Underground niche market, but look at bass now. So right. yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, I have five tracks out uh, that are Psytrance. Yep. Um, and then when we keep talking, you'll know that I no longer do Psytrance, which okay. not a lot of people know about that, but... <laughs> breaking news everybody. yeah it was supposed to be this year but this year kind of like slowed everything down so right, sure, the switch sure. was supposed to be this year but it's okay we'll see what happens 
For sure. Can you actually, so I'm, I know genres, especially for like people who are just getting into EDM can be a little bit tricky. Can, in your eyes, like how would you describe Psytrance to someone who isn't familiar with that subgenre? So yeah, so Psytrance is very like, it's called psychedelic trance, right? So it originated in India where, okay, I'm (laughs) not going to dance around like the answer. I'll just give you straight up what it is. Um, Psytrance is pretty much a faster beat made for people who enjoy psychedelic feels so when you listen to it it's very like it's not like melodic like regular trance Mm -hmm. it's not like house where you're just kind of vibing slowly it's more like you feel it right here like when when I make when I make the music like I I want to feel it here versus everything else where you want to feel it up here for sure I trance is all about like the like how heavy is your bass line how heavy is your kick where yeah. you want to feel it right here. And then on top of it, you add all these like psychedelic elements that just make your brain kind of feel like you're on drugs, but you're not really on drugs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the cool thing about Psytrance. That's definitely, definitely a good way to describe it. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I do agree with you. I think it is bigger in Europe and it's one of those things. Like I actually have a couple friends who are pretty into it and it's, I feel like as I got more and more into the scene and got into the subgenre, Psytrance has quickly become something that I really enjoy, especially to see live. I feel yeah. like it's just a completely different vibe when you're seeing a live Psytrance set. Yeah, there's just yeah. something about that. But actually, I want to go back and un- unpack yeah. a little bit. What got you into architecture? Was that like be- because of your surroundings and where you were living? or <laughs> That was the closest thing to music, to be honest with you. Okay. That was the closest thing to music. Um, I... I wasn't really into, I'm the eldest in my family. It's just me and my little brother. Okay. So one of us needed to be a doctor. Got it. You know, because of my, my whole, <laughs> all my uncles are doctors. So like somebody needed to be a doctor and it wasn't me. I hate hospitals. I can't, like, I, <laughs> I get sick walking into hospitals. Yeah, so, yeah. so after the whole struggle of my family trying to get me to, to study something in the medical uh, um, like scene, I just, I couldn't. So okay. the next best thing for me closest to music was architecture because it's art and mm-hmm. I can kind of like relate to that, right? Where? So that's the only reason why I took architecture. <laughs> was just because it was the closest to music as possible. Cool. Okay. So then when you were first making the transition to start like producing music and stuff like that, like when did that happen for you? Was that like in your, I'm not sure how old you are, but was that like- I'm 29. Um, I just turned 29 in June. June, Yeah. So my transition into the music industry was not early. Um, It was five years ago. Okay. I pretty much finished school and I- went and worked back home. Mm -hmm. And I, one day I woke up and decided that this is not for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I want to pursue music. So yeah, booked a ticket and came back to Canada. And I just sat down here and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So it was very like, I was so against, I'm, I'm very, what do you call it? Like I have this, this, um, quote in my head that my buddy told me one time. And he's Mm -hmm. like, think about life. Like, a peanut butter sandwich. He's Ooh. like, if you focus on making one peanut butter sandwich, it'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you try to do multiple peanut butter sandwiches at the same time as focusing on one, yeah. he's like, they're not going to be as good. Right, right, right. So for me, I was like, okay, like a lot of people dabble, you know, like they'll work a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Then they'll be like, okay, no, no, I'll, I'll make a little music here. I'll do a little show here. I'll try to do that. Yeah. I'm just like all in, you know what? Let's just, I'm quitting my job. I saved up some money. Let's just go back okay. and see where it goes. 
And that's what I did. I came back to Canada, I came back to the city here, and I just decided to contact some people and see if I could ever do anything. And I got shot down as everybody did. Sure. <laughs> um, it was very, it was difficult. Like nobody was returning anything. It was, it was very hard. So I decided honestly to just, I was a producer before I became a DJ. So okay. I was like making music when I was like 16. Okay. Just not really knowing what was going on. Just like kind of watching like little like videos here and there. Mm-hmm. How old are you? You said you're same age. Yeah. Okay, so do you remember a website called Meta Cafe? Oh, sounds very familiar. Yes. It was like, it was like YouTube before YouTube came on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when we were like 14, 15. Yep. So it was literally eight second clips okay. of like tutorials of somebody showing you like how to do things on like, on like logic, God. like the very first yep. like logic. So that's how I, I just sat down. I was like, okay, like I just want to do something. You know, I played the keyboard when I was young, but it was more like me hearing a song and playing it versus like learning how to play. Okay. So I never really had any musical backgrounds. It Got was just... It. That, that was the only musical background that I had. And I kind of understand that my family wasn't really interested in me being a musician is because I didn't probably didn't have the proper training. So they're very like an educational family. So they're just that like, hurts. you know yeah. what? Yeah, you yeah. didn't have the, from, from young, you didn't learn how to do this, then you should just do this, right? Okay. So they never understood. <laughs> Till now they don't really understand what I do, which is, which is hilarious, but it's <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> So yeah, then I just moved here. I, I, I got shut down multiple times and I met um, a friend of mine who used to go to this, these underground parties at like a warehouse that they would do just for, the, for them and their, and their friends. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, like you're the only guy in the city that plays trance. Cause I used like I'm a obsession. Oh. The yeah. obsession is like, well, I'm a raver at first. So yep, yep. <laughs> I never, I never, this is hilarious. I never drank or did drugs. I, I read was, that about you. I was yeah. doing some research on that. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. So, in, this, uh, in this environment, but that's good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, like at the beginning, like it was, it was, it was solid of like nothing at all. Right. So sure. all I did was I would take a caffeine pill instead of like drinking a coffee, you know, like yeah, you go yeah. to any like drug mart and get those caffeine pills. Yep. I would take a caffeine pill and then halfway through I would drink a Red Bull. Okay. And that would be Water. my like, yeah, and I would be the first person in line and the last person to leave at every single rave. Like oh, I saw, I saw Armin Van Buren, I think like 30 something times. That's amazing. Which is crazy, right? Like yeah. for me, like as an older guy. So it was, it was very like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. I need to pursue it. How am I going to do it? I have no idea. So I started making mixes obviously on like SoundCloud mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And that person reached out and he's like, hey man, you're the only trans guy here. He's like, nobody really knows trans really well. Do you want to just come and spin at like 5 a.m.? Cool, perfect. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I'll do it. I was like, anything. So I used to literally like lie to my family and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or something like this. Or I'm going (laughs) over to my buddy's house. Because I just knew my family wouldn't like accept me going to a warehouse at 5 a.m. and play, right? right? So I did that and... I did that for a while um, where they would just invite me back and slowly kind of I built my name until somebody who owns yeah. an entertainment company here came up to me and he said, hey, listen, do you know Christopher Lawrence? And I was like, yeah, he's, he's a pretty big like trans name, like mm-hmm. underground uplifting trans. He's like, well, we're bringing him to this club called Cobra here. And it's pretty much the last night before the club uh, closes. And I knew that because okay. I used to go to that club all the time. They had okay. like Steve Angelo, Hardwell, before they came big. Mm-hmm. Every big name now, they were there before they were big, which is amazing. Wow. Okay. So I saw them all for like 10 bucks. It was insane to think Maybe. about that. And it's yeah. like 
literally like 250 people capacity. So like you're this close there, like you're looking right at them and then they became massive. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll play. And I had a little controller. I I literally still have the controller, (laughs) like just a little controller. And I was like, okay, I need to like really learn how to DJ Mm because like I have to go and like DJ on CDJs. Sure, sure. So I'm like, I don't know how to use this stuff. (laughs) Like this is crazy, right? (laughs) So I'm like, and I I didn't have the money to spend like 12 grand on buying the the CDJs. So I was like, okay, like I can't afford doing that. (laughs) So I, I YouTube how to like use cdjs and i was not confident and thank god he was like it's okay you can just bring your controller and i was like all right cool perfect right so i went in i played whatever um there was probably like two people in the crowd like as normal warm up yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like it doesn't matter right it was uh, who cares but the cool part is the whole all the staff and security Mm -hmm. were like what the hell are you playing (laughs) because i was playing like up like like big room trance into like uplifting i was like i'm up i used to be obsessed with armin all the time so he's like my idol in trance in the trance scene so i used to try to be like him Mm -hmm. so i would like look at all his sets and be like okay i want to play this i want to play like that i want to find this track i want to find this edit like all these things got it got it so then after they came up to me and they're like hey what kind of music is that we only listen to that stuff in festivals and i was Mm -hmm. like oh it's trance music and they're like oh this is really cool you should definitely come back and play when it's like a normal night and I was oh. like, well, yeah, this place is closing. They're like, yeah, but we work at this other place. And I was like, okay, well, can you guys hook me up with the yeah. people? Yeah. And yep. they're like, well, you should contact this person and this person. And <laughs> I was like, okay, send them a message on Facebook. Nothing, okay. obviously. Oh, yeah. Couple, three, four messages, nothing. Oh, so no. then I was like, you know what? Like, I might just quit because it literally got to that point where I was like, nobody's okay. really answering me. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Sure. So I decided to start my own entertainment company. Oh, wow. Doing my own thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a place that is completely like shut down on on a Thursday Mm -hmm. night Mm -hmm. and just host my own thing. So I talked to my friends. They were cool with it. And I went and we did it for four weeks. Not a single human being showed up, which is completely fine. (laughs) Because we had no idea how to do these things, right? (laughs) We thought that cool graphics and like me DJing and stuff, everybody will show up. We didn't know how to do marketing and all these things, right? Yeah, yeah. But it got those two guys' attention. So they ended up messaging me okay because they wanted well now I'm like really like best friends with them so it's funny because they're like at that time we were like who is this new kid and we don't like people coming to our city and doing like new things without (laughs) us knowing so we wanted to know who you are got it I was like okay so it was more of like a big company merging all the small Mm -hmm. companies before they get big so that they like become they stay alive right yep 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 and that's how I got introduced to the job that pretty much made everything and wow from there, I, yeah, like I've changed my name multiple times just because like the first mm-hmm. time I was my own, my own original name. Okay. And then from there, I like teamed up with the manager at the place that I was uh, working at and became a duo with him mm-hmm. with a name. And then we played like everything in Toronto. We played yeah. a bunch of festivals, but then things didn't work out. So we actually played ever after like four times before I like um, became cardiac. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was very like interesting like that, but it was mostly, yeah, selling tickets, um, sure. running the shows and putting myself on to like open for, for people because I, it got to the point that I couldn't trust any other DJs to do a good job at like mm. understanding how you can't smash it out to open for a DJ. Right, right. You have to actually do it properly, you know what I mean? So sure. yeah, that's, that's literally what, what happened. And then 
it just came now to me meeting Emily and uh, Akil, who you, okay. you, you probably know both of them. Yep. Well, I you know Emily. Emily, yeah. Yep. So they're both now uh, managing me. And uh, that's, that's where we're at. We've just been pretty much the past year and a half mm -hmm. since last summer, since last ever after, just discussing yep. on how we're going to move on and how we're going to do the transition from side trance to like something completely new, like a subgenre okay. that I would like to create. Cool. Um, awesome. And that's honestly what we've been working on. It, it was supposed to be this year that we like kind of showcase the tracks that we have um, yeah. at Ever After, but we're Got here. It. So <laughs> well, right here. I feel like so many people are going to take a lot out of what you just said, because it's interesting. It's like one, you fit into like, like there was basically a hole for this genre, which you filled. And then there's also this whole disruption that you caused by just being like F it and starting your own company and like making people notice you. So I feel like a lot of people listening who might like want to get into this can take a lot out of that. And it's all, it also speaks to doing something unique that other people aren't doing as well and I've heard things about the scene in Ontario but can you talk a little bit about like the dance music scene like is it growing there or how do you feel about it so like let's talk po before like pre-covid yeah pre-covid the scene in Ontario is amazing mm -hmm. um we have well we have Toronto right right and right Toronto has like amazing venues mm -hmm. and then on top of venues we have big festivals like right Ever After, Veld, um, Escapade, like all mm -hmm. these big festivals that people in North America know about, right? Yeah. So it's it's really good to be surrounded by that. And in yeah. my opinion, I feel like being in Ontario is like being, it's like a smaller scale living in California, like LA, where mm -hmm. you're surrounded by everything. Like if you want right. to make it big, it's so much easier to be in LA and kind of like make it big because everything is around you, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, on a small a smaller scale, Ontario yeah. is perfect. Good. The okay. people are awesome. They yeah. love EDM. Um, I'm blessed to have grown in the era of like the best era of EDM in my opinion, which mm -hmm. is like 2010, like yep. Swedish House Mafia, Armin Van Buren, Tiesto, Steve Angelo, Hardwell, yeah. like all these guys, right? Mm -hmm. So EDM was on the top. Yeah. This is like hip hop was was the underground. EDM was was at the top. So for me, it was awesome to see that. And me trying to explain it to the, like, to the new generation is so difficult to be like, oh, yeah. I wish you guys remember. It makes me feel like I'm so old. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like only 29. Same. <laughs> I'm like, I wish you guys remember this place. I wish you guys remember that place. So I got to see how everything is yeah. and how the crowd kind of like went from hardcore EDM mm -hmm. into nobody liking EDM into bass making such a big push that yeah. everybody's switching to EDM again. Got it. And okay. like a lot of respect to that, you know, like before mm -hmm. dubstep and, and bass or dubstep as like a genre, yeah. people would be like, what the hell is this? You know, like mm -hmm. I can't listen to this. This is, this is weird. This is underground. But now yep. it's like becoming so mainstream Yep. that everybody, if you don't listen to bass, you're kind of weird. Look at TikTok. Like they're doing all these, it's funny to watch them do these like, <laughs> things of people reacting to that one track and I'm like you guys don't even know what this is but like it's cool that you're seeing right, right, right. You're, you're listening to that it's not just trap music and, and hip-hop anymore right yeah so we're blessed in Ontario to have that okay. we have a really good older people crowd that mm -hmm. appreciate um OG music in my opinion like trance right, right, right. like side trance like all these things where I would go and I would see people my age and older mm -hmm. um I would get dms of people that are like in their 50s 
literally yeah. messaging me and saying, I'm trying to show my kids your tracks because like they don't understand like how I grew up on this. This is amazing. This is this, this is that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care that I'm not famous, famous. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't care that I'm massive getting millions of, of streams. All mm-hmm. I care about is that one person DMing me saying, hey man, thank you for this. This is actually changing my life. And I'm yeah. like, I, I did my job right there. Right, that exactly. makes me happy. I'm satisfied. That's you know what I mean? Life of your music, yeah. Exactly. And I see that here in Ontario. That's amazing. The second thing that I like about Ontario is that me living here, mm-hmm. I can live a normal life. You right. know what I mean? Like be- yep. just because I'm from here and I grew up here, people yep. don't treat you like you're a celebrity. Right. Like I'm best friends with Loud Luxury. We're from the same city. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, okay. We're, we're literally from the same city. So right. when they come here, we can just walk down the street normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they know me because I worked here mm-hmm. and I'm still me. Doesn't matter if I'm cardiac right. or not. And on top of that, I'm, I'm standing right next to a real celebrity, like right. a lot of luxury walking down the street. Everybody's just like, oh, hey, Joe, hey, Katab. Like, I how are you that. guys? Yes. You know, I like that. And yeah. that is huge in Ontario because people here just appreciate what you have done mm-hmm. and they don't like, how do I explain it? it? It's not like in Europe where when I went to play ultra, people were like treating me weird, like not weird. They were like fangirling ish. Yes, yes. And that, that shocked me because until <laughs> that moment, I didn't know that people listened to my stuff, regardless of my Spotify, like yeah, streams and stuff sure. like this. It, it was always like, Oh, whatever. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing until like I landed and like at yep. the airport, somebody's like, hey, man, are you cardiac? And I was like, oh, come on, who set you up to this? Like, <laughs> are you serious? You know what I mean? That's it's like, awesome. are you serious? It's because that's the only, like, Got it. bad thing about living here mm. is because I know everybody and nobody treats yeah. you different, you know? They treat yeah. you just the way they know you from high school. Oh, I love that, and, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and we're here in, the, in London, Ontario, where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a university city. Okay. Gotcha. So we have University of Western Ontario, which is like one of the biggest in Canada. Okay. So you have people from all over Ontario, from all over Canada coming here. And right. me, when I worked at the entertainment uh, company that I did, we were, we like ran uh, clubs and events here in London. So okay. I, I dealt with a lot of people from like all over Canada. Sure. So wherever I go, I have like those friends, those contacts are just like kind of making me feel like I'm at home, which is, which is really good. And this is one of the reasons why I don't want to leave. A lot of people oh, pushing me it. to like leave and go to LA or move to uh, what's called um, to Europe. And I'm just like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, no, it's it sounds so hard. like, it sounds like you're comfortable in your home. It's, a, yeah. I think it's just a completely different attitude. And like, you can imagine it's, yeah. it's interesting. I think if you move to LA, you become a small, like, a small fish in a big pond and everyone's doing the same thing and everybody wants something. And yep. I just think it's work ethic wise. Great. And I think it's inspiring, but I'm the same as you. Like you know, I live in New Jersey. I'm a, I have no plans of leaving. Yeah. I like yeah. it quiet and you like to like, let your work speak for yourself, but exactly, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Like, do you feel like, um, how do the Canadian crowds differ from like an American crowd to a European crowd? I know you kind of touched on that, but yeah, the European crowd is nuts. Yeah. They, they're just like, like going to Ultra, that was a dream. Let yeah. alone playing Ultra, that was like, oh my God. It was, right. it didn't set, it didn't settle until I saw the sign. Yeah. Um, I was honestly expecting it. The music is very different, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the DJs that I watched in the States and in Canada and there is yeah. completely different. 
yeah. in the states i feel like a lot of a lot of people there's no middle ground mm-hmm. um it's either your hardcore edm mm-hmm. where you listen to the original stuff like hardcore edm right or you're very like pop edm okay like you go off the body you go off to <laughs> yep. like you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's things like this where like yeah it makes sense for for like joe and andrew like the loud luxury boys it makes sense for them it makes sense sure. for Deco. it makes sense for all these people that make poppy dm which is like amazing right. you know it makes insane money and it's very popular yeah europe is the complete opposite sure like <laughs> like europe i played at the same time as marshmallow and I had a couple of thousand people in the crowd. And I was like, how is this possible? Right, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. how is this possible? Because if I did this here, I would have one person. I would be my friend. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, they love the music so much though, right? Because it's a part yes. of their culture. I was playing yeah. straight yeah. Uh, side trance mm. um, set that was like, I would not play here. It was just For like sure. like the darkest, the most amazing like things that I like. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was just a very, 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 very side trance set. <laughs> Sure. And, the, and the stage that I played was like called the radio stage. It's the smallest stage they have. And it's all like the up and coming artists from around the world. Okay. So like nobody really cares about us. Like we're just like no name, whatever. We're trying to make it type of people. So to have 2000 people there, I was freaking out because the guy before me had like three people and the guy after me had like five people because wow. right after I finished, Armin started. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, thank God. Time slot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, because if I played at the same time with Armin, it would have been different. Armin. You can go watch him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. But, but the surprising thing is you've seen Armin live, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where have you seen him? In North America? Uh, yeah, only North America. I need to do an international festival. I still have not. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. you see them different in Europe. Like Armin van Buren, I told you, I've seen him so many times. When he plays in North America, he plays a very big room um, mainstream set. Right, right, right. Like he even drops like the body remix in there because it's signed to his label. So like he mm-hmm. does that here, right? In ultra Europe, the f- right from the beginning, he started with Psytrance. Yeah. I was so shocked. I was, no, no. I was like, um, I look at every set as like, uh, like a learning thing for me mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy it. I kind of like at this point, cause it's my career. Taking notes. I, I have to kind of, yeah, yeah. Like study what they're doing. Like how are they dealing with this crowd? Like what is sure. going on? Hardwell played a house set, like a deep house set. I was, I was like so shocked. I'm like expecting a very big room set, right? Interesting. Yeah. House. And people were losing it. And he was playing at 4 a.m., like the, the prime. Oh, yeah, there, that's another different thing. The <laughs> ultra starts at 11 p.m. Right, right, right. It goes up to 7 a.m. So that was, I was like, wow, this is how it should be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, this is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. So he literally played right, right after the Chainsmokers. The Chainsmokers flopped. Like, I, can, I love them. Don't get me wrong. And they yeah. crush North America. Yeah. Even if you go on YouTube and kind of look at that, at that set, everybody's wow. just kind of like chilling because they were playing a lot of dubstep and bass. So okay. then I, realized, I was ask what they did. Yeah. I realized, okay, hold on a second. This is Europe. Yep. That means it's completely different. North yep. America, bass and dubstep is massive. Right, you know, right. If you don't play it, there's something wrong with you. Sure. Europe, you need to play the melodic stuff. You need to play the darker stuff. House is insane and techno in Europe. Oh my God. It's my everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. Like I'm sitting down eating dinner and all they're playing is house and techno. Wow. You want to hear something hilarious? Not a single hip hop track. 
of me staying in Europe for like 30 days and going to wow. like six, seven countries. Not yeah. a single hip hop track I'd listen to. Yep. Okay. I'm Anywhere. not surprised by that, but yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anywhere. But that opened up my mind because I lived in Canada for so long mm-hmm. that I, I've kind of like, like I was in a bubble, right? Right, and right. And I feel like that's the difference between the crowds. And in the States, it's even more a closed bubble, in my opinion, because a lot of people are like influenced by so many different genres of music mm-hmm. because it's North America is so talented yep. that they have everybody, right? Right. So it's very difficult to kind of know, okay, hold on a second. There is the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And this is an advice to every guy who's in my position or yeah. higher or smaller Like there is a world outside of North America. So Mm -hmm. I I told you, I felt like I was losing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was was failing. I I was like, this is it. This is is done. I'm failing. I failed. Psytrance did absolutely nothing for me. And then I go there and everybody knows my tracks. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an idiot. I need to look at my analytics, you know? (laughs) Like I'm signed to to Spin Twist, which is a German label. Mm. I'm like, that means all my people are from there. And I realized that, yes, everybody is literally from... Europe, all my streams, it's all Europe, uh, Middle East, uh, Asia, Australia, very little North America, a lot of South America, Brazil, like all these places. So that opened my mind up, like completely. Yeah, which I was going to say, I love how I, I, you took the words out of my mouth, like how global you think, because it is so true, especially like somebody who's an aspiring producer or artist in North yeah. America, like you are thinking so small or you're yeah. trying to produce things under one specific genre, which is like totally fine. But how does that, how does all of this now influence like what you're going to play exactly. next? Like, do you think it affects you or? <laughs> yes, it does. A hundred percent. So yeah. my dream have always, uh, since I was young, um, I wanted to only make trance music. That was like, I was very stubborn and it stopped me from a lot of like um, opportunities, I guess, or doors to open for me. Sure. So after being in the industry now for a while and kind of like understanding how things are, mm-hmm. I've realized that I don't only like trance music. I like a lot of different types of music because yeah. I don't listen to trance music on my, on my day off. I listen to everything else. I listen to jazz. I listen to country. I listen right. to hip hop. I, I listen to like very old things to kind of get like inspiration. Sure. So I've realized that, you know what? Like I really don't want to stick to one genre and make just one genre, right? Mm-hmm. And me talking to a bunch of people who I'm friends with and kind of asking them and being like, okay, like how are you able to stick with that one genre that you're excelling at? Like, right. And I asked Joyride, Mm-hmm. I was like, did you know Joyride used to be um, a very big side trends DJ? Had no idea. <laughs> exactly. Nobody knows. Oh, so wow. it's amazing, right? I didn't even know until, because coming soon is best friends with him. So when I went to LA to do work, I was sitting down and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is Joyride. And I'm like, at that time I was just trends, <laughs> yeah. heavy trends. I'm like, man, this guy looks so familiar. I'm like, how do I know this guy? And then when he <laughs> left, I was like, yo, like, how do I know this guy? He's like, bro, this is Joyride. I'm like, yes, but who is Joyride? <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, who is he? He's like, are you serious? He's like, Google him. I Googled it. I was like, oh, wow, this song. Oh my God, I've heard this song. <laughs> like, you do realize he used to be called Eskimo before, right? I was like, yes, that guy. <laughs> I was like, that guy. Okay, okay. He was a very big Psytrance guy. And then that opened my mind up to ask him the question of like, why did you switch? Right. What was it? And he straight up told me, he's like, I stopped being passionate 
about the music. He's like, it just wasn't doing it for me. He's like, even though I still love it, I yeah. will listen to it. He's like, it just was not doing it for me. He's like, when you start right. touring as heavy as they do, right. he's like, you're listening to the same music over and over again. He's like, you'll, you'll literally like, it just gets to the point where you can't do it anymore. Got and it. then he like linked to how like DJ Snake, how Marshmallow, how all these guys are doing it, which they mm-hmm. make everything, right? Right, right. They'll make a pop hit, but then they'll go and make a collab with Mala and make like mm-hmm. a, a nice like house track and then they'll go yeah. here and make a rock track and they'll go here and make a trap song and they'll go here yep so I'm like hold on a second like you can do that but people will hate you he's like yes but why <laughs> why are you like doing it for the people you're you love music you should do it for sure. yourself and if people like it they'll join it yeah if they don't like it they'll move on yep and that scares me for a guy my size it scares <laughs> A lot because you can just get done like this, right? Yeah. So for the longest time, I was scared to do that. Mm -hmm. So it did influence me seeing how the world is after like going back to me traveling and coming back and being like, you know what? No, there is, there's a whole world. Mm -hmm. Why am I only thinking North America? There's a whole world. So maybe this song will be nice in North America. Maybe it won't, but it will be nice somewhere. You know what I mean? Like somebody will enjoy it. Somebody Mm -hmm. will want to listen to it and I'll just do it. So I decided to sit down and spend literally a year of just going to music school and become an engineer and just like an audio engineer, music production, just because I wanted to kind of like fine tune my talent and just kind of like make sure that I have the right things Mm -hmm. to move on to different genres. And it was great. All they taught us was like pretty much how to do like how to mix and master rock music, country music, hip hop, EDM, like it opened my mind up to so many different genres and how it's made and meeting so many talented like producers that are not EDM. I was, I was the only EDM guy and somebody else with me was up and coming who's my friend. Yeah. So it was really cool to see all that. Right. Right. And that made me right away go, okay, you know what? Like I'm, I'm in the right direction. The things that I'm doing right now is, is, Mm -hmm. is, it should be good. It will be, it'll be weird when you hear it. Right. You'll be like, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'll send, I'll send you a link. Please do. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but, but you'll, you'll hear it the first time. I'll, I'm telling you right now. And I've told this to every single person that agreed with me. You'll yeah. hear it the first time. You'll be like, ah, uh, this is weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You'll hear it the second time. You'll be okay. You'll hear it the third time. You'll be like, okay, I'm starting to understand. Yeah, And it's because our ear is so trained to listen to the mm-hmm. same exact style of yep. music. Right. Like if you look at the way I look at it is if you look at every single car, mm-hmm. same chassis. Yep. Yep. It's, every car has the same chassis, you right. know, same, same measurements, same everything, just everything else on top of it yeah. is different. Right, right, right. So that's how EDM music is. The basics are the same. Right. You know, like when you listen to a track, you know, okay, intro, dr- uh, breakdown, mm-hmm. build up, drop. Yep. That's how everything is. I'm like, why do I need to do that? I need to figure something <laughs> out to kind of change it up. I need to take elements from a lot of things, put it oh. kind of together okay. and see if it sounds good. Right. And it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I hope it makes sense to people. Yeah. And we'll see. I, I'm really interested to hear your thought because you know your music. So I, I want to know what's going on there. So I kind of thought, because honestly... I agree with you. Yeah, like it is one thing to focus on North America, but even the people you mentioned like Marshmallow and DJ Snake, my initial thought was like, yes, I understand the people who 
dislike them now for changing direction but on the flip side they have so many fans and like i'm yeah. still a fan yeah. of both of them so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah the hate got louder but there's still equally so many people who love them and same yeah. thing like it's something people might just have to get used to like i know getter dropped an album that people like yeah were uncomfortable with yeah, yeah and like he got a lot of hate for that but then there's so many so many people who love it so i think if you're passionate about it and you're you enjoying it. it that's all that matters but it's interesting i'm glad he went back to school i feel like that's a really yeah. fun thing to do just in general like as a person to help you grow too because i'm in the same boat as you like i'm 29 and i've been doing youtube for the last three years and the, this last month i've been taking like a whole bunch of seminars on youtube training yeah. and i was like sometimes nothing wrong with that hit a wall and you're like yeah. the only way to get over this wall is to educate myself further there's nothing wrong with that yeah a lot of people were against it like celebrities like friends mm -hmm. that i know that are celebrities mm -hmm. they were so against it Really? I won't name them, but they were yeah. just like, what are you doing? Why are you spending so much money? Like the school was 40 grand. So in 12 months, they're like, why wow. are you doing that? Like, you don't need to do this. You're already right. doing your thing. You just need that like step and we'll help you and all that, blah, 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 all these things. And I'm like this, I'm not doing this for you, for like anybody. I'm doing this for me because right. this proves to me if I'm, if I'm ready or not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just like you, you when you, when you hit that block of yeah. like, am I doing the right thing? Yep. Nobody can tell you yes or no. Right, exactly. So you have to figure it out. And for me, figuring it out was going to school and being able to graduate and be like, okay, I can do it now. I am, mm -hmm. I am a legitimate engineer yeah. for music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can do my things without being like, huh, is this right? Like mm -hmm. did, did maybe I should pay somebody to like look it over. Maybe 100%. I should hire an engineer to do this. I'm like, why do I need to do that? I need to like yeah. surround myself and like make my myself like a one man show to be able to do everything mm -hmm. versus finishing a track and send it off and paying thousands of dollars to get it mastered in like Europe right. or something like this. I can do that myself now. So like, why yeah. do I need to do that? Yeah. And that was my, my dad's advice. He's like, okay. He's like, I'll accept what you're doing. Sure. He's like, it's fine. He's <laughs> like, I kind of gave up on like trying yeah. to get you to go back to architecture or do anything. He's like, so he's like, why don't you go to school? And I was, and same thing, exactly what my friend said. I was like, why do I need to go to school? Yeah. I'm 28 at that time. I'm like, I'm 28. Like, I don't need to go back I to school. I know. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I can learn everything on YouTube, like this, this, and that. Yep, yep. And he said something that was, that was amazing. He's like, yes. He's like, I agree with you. You can learn everything on YouTube. He's like, but how do you know that these people are talking the truth? He's like, you can't. He's mm -hmm. like, you can look, look over like six, seven, eight videos that teach you completely different styles of things. Which one yeah. do you think is the right one? He's like, school will tell you what the right way is. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's up to you. He's like, it's cool. I feel like will legitima legitimize you mm -hmm. and make you understand. He's like, even in the future, if you don't have the time to master your own tracks or mix your right. own tracks, you will send it off to somebody, but then you'll have the knowledge yep. that the, the product you're getting back that you're paying for you exactly. know it's good or not exactly you know what yeah. i mean he's like it, it will it, it will not be a matter of you not knowing how to do it is how much time do you have and right. i was like that's that makes sense it's like i, I'll, I love I'll his do that. yeah i was like i'll do that it's true it's like one of those things like i hear what other people are saying like it's kind of like two different roads like there's definitely yeah. something you get out of like learning on the job and then taking opportunities and learning as you go which i think does teach you so much but on the flip side it's you're kind of reverse engineering of it. You're building your foundation all over yes. again so that yeah. you can do things. So I agree. But both offer yeah, both make sense. growth. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you are lacking in one area. So I'm yeah. totally with you on that. <laughs> oh, 100%. And it did. I, I like learned a lot of things that I knew wasn't right. You know, mm -hmm. like, so yeah. it was it was definitely worth the money and worth the experience. 
That's and awesome. COVID happened, so that was the the perfect thing for it. <laughs> Literally, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, here we are. Um, yeah. I know you have a live stream set coming up, which I wanted to plug because when this comes out, I think it'll be coming out in a few days. But can you yeah. talk a little bit about live streaming now and like how that's going for you? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> live live streams has been really weird, as you you can tell. Yeah. I don't know how it is for you. I'm actually working on a podcast as well, so oh, nice. it's all been a study of life of the whole live stream industry, awesome. whether it's like a live stream DJ acoustically yeah. or or a podcast. I feel like the beginning of the of the uh, pandemic, uh, live streams were awesome. Everybody was was so into it because nobody was leaving the house. It was like you're yep. so scared that you're just sitting at home. You have nothing else but look at your phone, look at Instagram, mm-hmm. and watch whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I did a few on my own on my page, and it was all right. Like it was a lot of people would kind of like go in and out you know what i mean like they would yeah. go in listen to a track they don't really like they will leave and like it was a hit and miss um until that whole twitch thing started where a, a lot of these entertainment companies started to host these things right so yeah. it's been good um i like it and dislike it i like it that people i like it from like a listener's point of view Okay. I hate it from a, an artist's <laughs> point of view. Yeah. Just because I'm staring at a camera and okay. there's nobody in front of me. I feel like yeah. 90% of a live set is the vibe you get from people mm-hmm. and kind of the connection. Yep. At yep. least for me. Sure. Like when you saw me at Ever After, that was like, I was just completely, that was my first ever bass set ever. Was it really? Yeah. That was my first ever bass set. Wow. Right before that, I did a surgery, lost a lot of weight because I used to be really big. I used to be 280 pounds. Wow. Um, So I disappeared for a couple months, went back home, did a surgery, came back. Even Akil and Emily didn't recognize me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I went on stage. This is before, like, they they offered to kind of, like, work with me. Sure. I went on stage. I was like, you know what? I'm going off with pace. <laughs> That's it. Everybody, I'm sick and tired of everybody calling me the side trans guy. Like I was like, because people used to not show up, right? Just because they're like, why is he like? I read all the comments, and everybody would be like, why is he? Uh, what's it called? Um, why is this side trans act on the main stage forever after? This makes no sense. I was like, you know what? I'll feed. I'll feed into your guys' BS. I'll start playing bass. Whatever, yep. you know. I'll give it a try. Yeah. So. To me, that was the vibe, right? Like when I see people hyped and the more people, the better for me. I don't, I get actually nervous when there's nobody there. Okay. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. If there's a lot of people I can imagine. right away, I'm in it and I'm just like, have it. I lose my mind and I just like start going off and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Live streams. It's very difficult. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still okay. Like I get asked to do an hour sets and I'm like, okay, I'll put my, like literally my setup here. I was going to ask which, you what your setup is. Yeah. Literally like just CDJs and then like the camera <laughs> stand it. right there and a little light. And it's, I can't like, Let's it's do it for you. Yeah. as much as I can. I feel like I'm kind of acting, you know, like mm-hmm. me like jumping around and getting hyped up, like, cool. Yes. I love the music, but at the same time, yeah. there's nothing in front of me, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm playing for myself right, right, and right. it gets old really quick. You know what I mean? Like it gets old really quick. And that's why I want to do a podcast because at least in a podcast, you're speaking to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you're talking to someone, you're doing something. Um, Their energy. And I always leave these conversations like 
I feel just like high. I'm like so yeah, high. I'm exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're speaking to somebody about about a subject that you're interested in, and it's yep. amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? For live streams, it's been good for people, and and this is why we all do it. Like all the artists yeah. are doing it, is because they understand that one, an artist like me who's not big, who's just like up and coming. Yep. I can't get lost like under everybody's feet. You know what I mean? I have to kind of stay relevant in a way because this pandemic is, is dangerous. It's right. either like people remember who you, who you are from last year's set mm-hmm. or you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. when is the last time I've seen that guy and is he relevant? If they go on and see that you're not doing anything, then a quick unfollow, you're done to them. Right. Right. They're never going to see you again. So it's not like if you're like, DJ Snake, if you're like somebody massive, yeah, Skrillex or um, anybody, they're going to be fine regardless, yeah. right? Because their yeah. name, they, they've, they've paid their dues. Let's mm-hmm. put it this way. They paid their dues. They have their base, um, what's it called? Their Crowd. Family. Or, yeah. or family. Yeah, like the, their base fan or their fan base, that they'll just never leave, right? They just yeah. love them no matter what. For us up and coming guys, and there's a lot of us, mm-hmm. especially last year because base went up and mm-hmm. dubstep like started going up there's a yeah. lot of people that came into the scene that one got screwed over by labels and agencies because a lot of people got fired mm-hmm. so that yeah. sucks you know what house. i mean like yeah all these deals that you had that were supposed to be for 2020 all these like promises blah 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 they're mm-hmm. all done because yeah. the, the person got fired they're yeah. laid off there's no job you know what i mean it's, it's right. done so all these people are confused and, and I was one of them, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, all right, cool. I'm in school until July, but like, what am I going to do after I'm that? that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, where's my tracks going to go? And do mm-hmm. I release music? Do I not release music? Do I, what's happening? Right. So live streams kind of came to the rescue of like the, all those entertainment companies being like, it's cool. Like we got your back. We'll put you on, on these things, like everybody yeah. and kind of get, our people that follow us like as an entertainment business Mm -hmm. to support you as an entertainer who is like up and coming and kind of for people to see you and be like okay he's still there okay he's still playing a set for us okay we're still vibing with him type of situation sure 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 it's it's jinxed in a way where we're not getting the vibe that we want Mm -hmm. from like doing live sets but right. it's really good that it's, we're staying relevant with it and people are still like liking us, right? Yeah. So it's a very lonely world when you're a DJ. I don't know if anybody yeah. have told you that before, but it's... No, I, d- I definitely yeah. get that feeling. And it, it is. It's like, it definitely fills the void for now. And I think a lot of people yeah. have feelings about it. Like it was the shiny new toy in the beginning and it was amazing. And these big festivals came out and they were raising money for charities, which exactly. was amazing. And then the production exactly. level on some of like the really big festivals was really yeah. cool. But then you became inundated with so many options. And like, I remember there were some weekends where there were maybe like five festivals happening and then people's personal Twitch yep. streams and then you're overwhelmed. So then you don't watch anything, but yep. I do, I agree. Like I definitely want to support smaller artists and I'm in the same boat as you like had that kind of moment of like, okay, I'm a, I'm an EDM festival content creator. Yep. The first few months are going to be hard, but what happens after the first few months? Exactly. What happens six months from now, which yes. is the territory we're getting into, where we still are not anywhere near in the clear. Yep. How do we keep the spirit and like energy for this community alive? And that's why I've been like similar to you, just like whatever we've got to do to keep people interested, to keep people like reminded about the community and why we love this is like 
what we need to go after. So I, I'm a fan of the live stream sets, but I do understand the fatigue that people are yeah. getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of them as well to like keep everybody like happy because yeah. without you guys, the, like, the festival attendees, mm-hmm. we can't really do what we do, right? So right. it's, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. And now they're doing all these drive-ins. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that's going to go, how, how long yeah. that's going to last. A lot of people are excited. It's just, you know, like what I'm scared of is the fatigue from you guys is Mm -hmm. what I'm scared of because a lot of people like kind of, they were very interested at the beginning of the pandemic with live streams and then slowly were like, yeah, how quieter and quieter. Summertime, I can leave now, like, yeah, whatever, you know, so only that real like rave heads stayed. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the people that kind of fill the 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 spots and fill the like yeah. gaps weren't really interested in it right. so i i saw like a little like dip in that yeah. um i hope that doesn't happen with drive-ins um mm-hmm. because i'm hoping that next year things are gonna change yeah I agree. um we so, don't know yeah exactly. <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen so we'll see. we'll see i do i do think though like i mean just for me in the past like i do think some, summer is really tricky obviously just by, yeah. by nature people get busy and like despite whatever the precautions that were people were supposed to be taking we know that people weren't and and the same thing happens with my content like views kind of get a little bit quieter in summer so I I think it will pick up a little bit in the fall and my hopes you know which is interesting I'm not sure what the travel bans are in Canada but my big thing is like I've always wanted to do an international festival and if travel bans get listed then that's where I'm going to be in 2020 you guys are fully shut down right like you can't leave the country at all pretty much no not we can't go to Europe um oh, at all and okay. then i mean in new jersey if you come here from almost like 30 something states you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks coming yeah, here 40 so days, yeah I we can leave in canada we can leave we just okay. like i'm pretty okay. sure we can even come to the states which okay. is uh the border is closed still i think <laughs> yeah but i don't know for some reason like joe from lot luxury told me i can go visit him i'm like i'm not coming to la but like <laughs> he's like you can come like how <laughs> it's closed <laughs> you know what i mean like how is this people find so, out yeah yeah i know a lot of friends that went to europe i'm kind of scared to be honest with you like i'm still eh, about the whole thing i guess we'll see what happens i really hope yeah just like you said i hope everything slows down and i hope by uh, by winter everybody is like kind of back into planning things and i know north of uh, um uh, what's called uh canada they're starting to do kind of like limited uh people parties of of just like like indoor parties so Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, anything (laughs) anything i just want to play in front of people (laughs) i feel i miss that a lot so we're we're getting through it slowly but surely but before i know um we're coming up on an hour here before i let you go what what are you most excited for next either personally or professionally i'm really excited to share my music that's that's super big for me because it's it's I told you, it's like roulette. It's either people are going to like it or don't. So I'm like very anxious to see the people's reaction. Yeah. Um, so that's one. I'm super excited for that. I'm excited to play the live stream this weekend mm-hmm. um, because I'm raising money for Lebanon after this massive crisis that, oh, wow. that, that happened. So I hope people watch it. I yeah. hope like I raise a little bit of money to help out. So that would be really awesome. And the live stream also. Um, so it's called Unity 2.0. Uh, it's base army Canada. So that's, that's, they've been doing these really cool ones of like getting a couple of like 
respectable names on the lineup and then a lot of locals, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, they're just raising, everybody's raising to their own charity and they're just going to donate it, which is, which is great. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm excited about uh, people being healthy and uh, hopefully things opening up again and get to see everybody's faces again and yeah. yeah, And partying and seeing how it goes. That's so exciting. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear the tracks. Um, Before I let you go, plug your social media, where can people find you? Yeah. So on Instagram is my main place right now. So cardiac underscore that somebody took cardiac. So it's okay. (laughs) So just add cardiac underscore. That's my main thing. If you go on my Instagram, everything else is on it. Yeah. Check out my tracks. See how it is. My side trance tracks. Let me know. If you guys want me to keep going, stop, whatever, all that. Everyone go stream his music. I will plug. Please do. I'm so close to a million streams. I want to get there. Definitely. Well, we will push you over the edge. That would be awesome. Hang tight for one second. Everybody else, I'll be back with EDM News in a second. Alrighty, you guys. Huge shout out to Cardiac for coming on today's episode. It was so much fun speaking to him it was such an interesting conversation like I seriously love doing this like I just love everything about this industry and this community and it's just always so interesting to me to hear other people's perspective and stories and I just love talking about this stuff I hope that you guys found this interesting as well I am super excited to see where Cardiac goes with his career and with his music Um, I'm all for people trying new things and pivoting and adapting Um, so I'm really excited about it again you guys go show him some love and support stream his music on Spotify again all his side trance tracks are up there so if you guys are a fan of that I'm telling you you're gonna love what he's got out already and again you can follow him on instagram at cardiac underscore all of that will be listed down below in the description box but super excited about that episode i hope you guys really enjoyed it okay i'm gonna get into our edm news um i don't have too much today just a few things and then i'll do my songs of the week and then we'll wrap this thing up how does that sound you guys Okay, so any Elenium fans out there? Where are all my Elenials? I know you guys are out there listening. I'm a huge Elenium fan, so I'm very excited about this. I believe his album Ascend just had its one-year anniversary, which is very exciting. I remember a year ago I was on vacation in Hilton Head, South Carolina with my family, and I the album dropped, and I had it on my phone, and that's like all I did that whole week. Everywhere we drove, I just had my headphones in, kind of ignoring my whole family. <laughs> and I was just listening to the Ascend album because it was so good. So it always reminds me of that vacation. But anyway, some updates on the Elenium front. So he is, actually left his label. So back in August 2018, Elenium left his longtime home at Label Seeking Blue to sign an exclusive deal to Astral Works at Universal Music Group. The only major body of work he's released with the label was his last album, Ascend, and now he just announced that he's joining the team at 12 Tone Music, home to 88 Rising, Anderson Peak, and more. This is all according to YourEDM.com. Uh, he also announced that he is working on new music that he can't wait to share with all of us. And yeah, I think he tweeted something like he's working on something that's I don't know if he said it was even darker or even like deeper than his song Take You Down, which is like a very heavy emotional song. So if we're going even deeper than that, guys, we're going to be crying in the club. That's all I got to say. So I cannot wait for new music from him. I'm very excited about that. So moving on, we have some EDC news. So this is from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This came out August 20th. Uh, It's just talking about the event that's going to be happening in May of next year. 
And it says, we were working hard to implement a two-step COVID-19 testing program free of cost for all attendees, says Pasquale Rotella. The program would have consisted of an at-home test to be completed ahead of the event and a second test upon arrival at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Festival goers who had two negative test results would have been granted access into the venue. Uh, Obviously, we all know that the event ended up not happening this year. They couldn't figure all this stuff out with COVID, so they ended up postponing it to next year in May. So it says, so EDC will return next spring instead. The vast majority of the 150,000 fans expected to attend each day in 2020, rolling their tickets over to 2021 with a few passes available um, for those who didn't hold on to them snapped up almost instantly when they went on sale August 7th. It says it's difficult to say what sort of medical advances will be available by May as things are constantly changing, but we're staying up to speed on everything and exploring the latest and greatest options, Rotella says. One thing that will remain true no matter what is the importance of making things more hygienic for our our fans. There are many different ways to do that, whether that's increasing the amount of hand washing stations or cleaning the restrooms more frequently. Educating fans on what they can do for themselves will also play an important role, which means more messaging on our part, reminding fans of proper sanitation practices. Rotella says that he has until around March of 2021 to make the final decision on whether EDC can take place on its new scheduled dates of May 21st to the 23rd. The issue in terms of timing is not so much about us being prepared because we'll be ready no matter what, even if it's short notice. It's more about the fans being able to plan, make travel arrangements. So I believe we need to make a definitive decision for their benefit around two months before the show. So I just thought that that was interesting to read to you guys just to give you some updates. I think, you know, obviously a lot of us have our reservations about what we think is going to happen. Um, I'm still erring on the side of caution. Like, I don't think until a vaccine exists that we're going to be able to, like, do festivals like we were doing them before, like full scale, like not as many health precautions and safety precautions being taken. I think it's going to take a while to get there. And I think a vaccine is going to need to exist. That's my humble opinion. So it is interesting to know that no matter what, hopefully we would hear the official word in March. And I would hope that, you know, if anything, if it can't take place in May, they would just do exactly what they did this year and they would postpone it to like September or October 2021 so i will keep you guys posted of course and um, give you any updates we have as far as edc Um, but speaking of festivals we also have updates from seismic dance event they tweeted this so they said seismic fam it's time to rip off the band-aid given the current covid crisis and uncertainty of the coming months seismic 3.0 is officially moving from its november back to its spring edition may 21st 22nd 23rd of 2021 those are the edc dates i just realized that so you can't do both um seismic 3.0 spring edition all tickets will automatically be transferred to the new dates we're working with artist teams on the new dates and we'll preserve the lineup as much as possible while also locking in new acts for the additional day as a reminder everyone who purchased a two-day ticket originally will still be receiving their third day as a free upgrade and a one-day ticket will still be one day tickets will still be receiving their second day as an upgrade. So that's pretty cool. Everyone who has already purchased purchased tickets to the festival will also be entered into our upcoming raffles and merch giveaways, VIP upgrades, free tables, free access to pre-parties for both iterations of the festival, uh, plus additional special events, which is pretty cool. Uh, Seismic 4.0, the fall edition, they announced the official date. So it will be November 12th, 13th, 14th, 2021 if you guys would rather get tickets to the fall so texas fam you have that to look forward to i believe that takes place in austin texas so very exciting i don't know their lineup last year was really really good so maybe that's something i would dip my toes in go visit vibe with aid that would be really fun (laughs) okay in other news 
EDM Drive-In is throwing another event. This takes place in Houston, Texas. They did one back in June, I believe. It was mid to late June. They just announced they're doing a Halloween drive-in event, you guys. So they will be back October 30th and 31st at the Freeman Coliseum grounds. Uh, Tickets will be coming soon, um, edmdrivein.com if you're interested. But yeah, that's going to be really fun. Get your costumes ready, have a safe event, and I would hope we'll see more drive-in events this fall as well. But I heard really good things about the first one, so I thought that was very exciting. And the last thing I wanted to share, this was a tweet from AT Aliens, which kind of just goes with the times and I just had to share it. So they tweeted yesterday, unfortunately at last night's show in Minneapolis, the venue did not follow the safety regulations that were promised to us. As a result, we will not be performing the rest of the shows in Minneapolis. The health and safety of our fans is of the utmost importance. Naturally, this sent some shockwaves into Twitter because everybody has to have an opinion And you have two opinions here. I think with all of these situations, you have opinions of people who really just don't give a shit, who are like, you disappointed the fans, we drove in or we flew in for your shows and you should have still performed the show and kind of just like, kind of just disregarding other people's health and safety. And then you have people who are like, that was the right thing to do. Like, obviously, you guys stood up and recognized that it was a problem and they're not following the right guidelines. And that's putting people's health and safety at risk. So, you know, good for you guys for standing up and saying you're not going to perform any shows. I'm obviously in that camp. Um, You know, it's obviously not just about you. Whether or not you have the free will or the right to go attend a show is one thing. But when that when you then go back home and say you get COVID and then you just risk getting all these other people sick around you. It's not just about yourself. It's about other people. So you really have to think about that. Um, So I just wanted to share that. And I thought I was, you know, I thought it was really great of Atelians for doing that. So I'm proud of them. Alrighty, that's all I have for EDM news. Okay, my songs of the week, you guys. We've got some good ones. And we don't just have EDM. (laughs) So my first one is actually a Miley Cyrus song. I'm sorry, not sorry. I fucking love Miley. I think she's such a badass. Her voice is incredible love where her career has gone her new song midnight sky so good it's so good i don't even know how many times i've listened to it at this point her music video is amazing we love miley so definitely check that out it's got like a little bit of an 80s kind of pop vibe um so super into that song Uh, i also really love tiesto and vintage culture's new song that came out last week it's called coffee just such a fun house track it's really dancey it's like something you would want to play in the club Uh, I just really like it I've been dancing to it a lot so that's a big one again Tiesto vintage culture coffee and then my throwback track of the week I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to this song there's just something about it that is just so it makes me want to dance it makes me want to move it's from Dusky D-U-S-K-Y and the song is Careless it came back it came out in 2013. I think I was doing research for an upcoming video and I was looking up Deep House artists and I believe Dusky came up on my list or I was looking at Anjuna artists. It was something along those lines. Dusky came up. I listened to the song Careless and I was like, holy shit, this is so good. So I want to say it's almost got a Deep House feel, but it's a little bit more upbeat and a little bit more on just like the regular house side. Still, it's just like a fucking vibe. It's just like sexy. There's something about it that I really, really vibe with. So check out Careless by Dusky. That is my throwback track of the week. And again, you guys, every Friday, I update my new music Friday playlist on Spotify. I love doing it. It's the first thing I do when I wake up on Fridays. 
I update it with my top picks in um, EDM, what's new in dance music. So you guys have the newest tracks delivered to you every week and I recycle through it. Um, So you always have what just recently came out and it's always a range. I try to put all different genres in there for you. So you just know what new EPs or albums or new singles come out. So again, that's my Spotify playlist, New Music Friday. All right. I'm out of breath today, (laughs) but thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. Seriously, it means the world that you're here. Go ahead and follow at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on Instagram. And again, don't forget to show Cardiac some love. Stream his songs on Spotify and follow at Cardiac underscore. You guys can also subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to watch the interviews. It's under Emma Capotis and there is a Rave Culture Cast playlist over there. And of course, you guys, do not forget to enter the Apple Podcast giveaway. So again, all you got to do between today and Wednesday, September 9th, write a review. Um, Write a review of the podcast. It can be a short review, a long review, whatever it is. I will pick two random winners to win anything they want from the Rave Culture Cast collection when that drops. So I'm really looking forward to reading everything that you guys write. I seriously... I'm excited. Get creative. Have fun with it. (laughs) So that'll be really great. And um, don't forget to join the Rave Culture Cast community group. Send in your nominations for listener of the week to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And I think that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new one. Peace.